wanna be a baller. Shot collar, 20 inch blades, only Impala. Switch a roll tight. I hit the highway, making money don't fly away. But there's gotta be a better way, a better way, a better way, yeah. Kicking it old school with the uh, with the music this evening. Um, so this is the first of the actual series. This is me doing the podcast on a regular basis. Uh, it's going to be every weekday. This will be the last week that it's for uh, non-subscribers. Uh, I'll be posting it publicly. Uh, after that, it'll be encrypted on the website, and that'll be the only way to access it. Um, dove in deep, as usual, uh, bringing good stuff for you guys. Uh, there is no lineup provider or daily fantasy player that puts in more work than I do. Uh, I do not just rely on projections and a computer and a model uh, that I've built out. Uh, I also dive in on, on a nightly basis and find little statistics and, and nuances uh, that a lot of other people won't find. So I, I hope you find this valuable. I hope you appreciate it. I personally think that the subscription cost uh, is, is worth it just for the podcast, uh, not even counting the lineups that I provide uh, and the daily interaction that I have uh, where I communicate with every subscriber on an individual basis uh, pretty much any time. Um, this is for the 4th of July. Happy 4th to everybody. Uh, especially subscribers uh, that have supported me uh, all the way to this point. Uh, I want to make sure that I thank you guys uh, for all the support. Looking forward to uh, many years of doing this, and NFL and NBA for sure uh, are, are going to be uh, really welcomed for me personally. Uh, let's dive right in. You've got uh, starting pitchers. That's where I'm going to kick it off. Uh, Matt Harvey is the guy I'm going to start with. Uh, him and Carlos Martinez are pretty close as far as the number one options on this slate. Uh, we saw what the Atlanta Braves did to one of the best pitchers in baseball the other day. So recency bias isn't something that we should rely on when looking at Harvey versus the Marlins. Uh, he faced the Braves twice in his last three games, and he had his last uh, start cut short uh, against a deadly Nationals team uh, last time out due to rain. So a lot of these people that are just looking at game logs, uh, I think they're going to miss out on Harvey. I think they're going to be sorely disappointed when they do. In June, uh, opponents only hit 234 against him, and he had a 2.83 earn run average compared to a 4.6 ERA in April and a 5.91 ERA that he had in May. Uh, needless, to stay, needless to say, he started off fucking horrible this year, and he's starting to pick it up. Uh, essentially, looking at advanced stats, and, and I did a lot of research here. It took me close to an hour just to break all this down on one fucking pitcher, but his velocity is barely down at all this season. Uh, less than a mile per hour on his fastball. His swing and miss rate is actually on par with what it's always been, and his numbers historically have been great. Uh, he's actually getting players to chase the ball uh, out of the zone more than he has at any other point in his career. He's drawing more soft contact than he's ever done in his career. His walk rate is about the same. Uh, his K rate, and, and this is where you're starting to see uh, why the numbers have dipped. His strikeout rate has gone from 25% to 18% this season. Uh, obviously, none of this makes sense. Uh, therefore, I'm chalking a lot of this up uh, to some really bad luck the first two months of the season. Uh, similar to Chris Archer, and for those of you that don't know, I fucking nailed him. I didn't do a podcast, <clears throat> but I really did nail Chris Archer today. The guy went nuts. I called it. I knew it was going to happen um, just based on advanced statistics. 
Um, there, there's quite a few reasons to like him against the Marlins. For one, they don't throw a lot of left-handed hitters at you. Uh, and Harvey is far superior versus righties compared to lefties. Uh, two, his offense is all of a sudden on fire. So run support is something that uh, is definitely in the cards, and it hasn't been uh, up until the last you know series against the Cubs, basically. Um, I mean, they, they just they murdered the fucking Cubs. Uh, I mean, absolutely came up behind them, raped them, no fucking lube. Uh, they absolutely killed one of the best, probably the best starting rotation in all of baseball, if you look at it uh, by the numbers. The Marlins are ranked in the middle of the pack uh, on my model as far as the ease ranking, which is basically you know how easy it is for a pitcher to face uh, a specific team offensively. So it's an average matchup. Uh, at 7,000 on DraftKings, I love Harvey. Even on FanDuel, where he's 8,400, I have him ranked as my top value option on the board. The line opened at minus 150, giving him a great chance to pick up the win. Uh, Stanton seems to be coming back uh, to earth from the hot streak that he was riding on. It won't be smooth sailing. I mean, he's going to have hiccups. He's going to get a few runners on here and there. Uh, but he's due for some positive luck to go his way. Uh, he really picked it up uh, last month, and I expect him to continue down a similar path in July. So I really don't have any fear uh, rostering Harvey. Carlos Martinez, it, it, he's a really interesting play. He's probably my favorite overall uh, starting pitcher of the day. He's facing a Pirates team that's really been struggling. Um, they did get Marte back, so that's something to keep an eye on because he owns right-handed pitchers, uh, and he will probably be the guy that I'm most afraid of facing Carlos. Uh, he's seen a big drop in his K rate this season, Martinez has, and some people view that as a bad thing, but here's a few things to consider when looking at him. Uh, he's drastically uh, increased the amount of times that he's throwing his changeup. In fact, he's throwing it at a 20% clip which is twice as much as he was throwing it two seasons ago and uh, over 3% more than he did the previous year. Uh, on top of that, what used to be a strikeout pitch, the slider, he's throwing that at a 17% clip instead of a 24% clip uh, like last season. These are really big changes, and, and essentially what he's doing is learning how to pitch. Uh, his velocity is still there. He's still the same guy that he's always been, but he's pitching to contact. And, and on top of that, he's not just pitching to any contact, but soft and medium contact. Uh, in, in general, his, his line drive percentage has dipped an impressive 4% since last season. His ground ball rate is up to uh, is up 3%, making him making him a much safer play uh, than he's ever been. Hence the ERA of 2.83 this season. Uh, you pair this with his insane splits, where righties are hitting 165 against him. 165 righties are hitting against Carlos Martinez. Uh, the Pirates have quite a few righties in their lineup. Uh, you know, Marte, like I said, has reverse splits. So, so he's a guy that you still want to be afraid of. Uh, he's only 8,900 on Fandle. Uh, he opened as a, a minus 180 favorite, uh, which you know really means he's a good bet to get the win. Uh, and his price on DraftKings is exactly the same at 8,900. I love him on both sides. He's my favorite option. Uh, I think it's a direction I'm definitely leaning and a direction that I'm going to go. Uh, he makes up for his decrease in K rate with his ability to pitch. It's really that simple. He's got a good offense behind him that I know is going to produce against Nice. So I really don't have any fear here, especially on FanDuel rostering Martinez. Um, yeah, let's move on to the third option. This is really the only other pitcher that I'm going to touch on, uh, and that's Lance McCullers. Um, based on statistics alone, you're going to see him at the top of any projection sites that you have uh, just because of the way the numbers match up. It's a small sample size, but McCullers at home compared to the road this season is insane. 
Uh, the guy's an absolute monster at home compared to on the road. He missed his last start due to a blister. Uh, if he's coming back, the blister's fine. It's not going to be an issue. Uh, it's a boomer bust matchup versus the Mariners. The Mariners are a rather platoon-oriented team and seem to only struggle with pitchers who don't have splits or who have reverse splits. Uh, McCullers has been just as effective on lefties as he has been righties, and that's typically the kind of teams that the Mariners struggle against or pitchers that the Mariners struggle against. Uh, McCullers throws more curveballs than anyone in the league. Nearly half his pitches are curveballs, and it's fucking nasty. Uh, on top of this, he has the ability to throw a combination of other pitches to keep the hitters off balance. Uh, if you combine that with his good fastball velocity, and, and really the only issue for him is command, and, and that's why I'm probably not going to roster him in cash, is he's just too volatile. Uh, he, he can walk a lot of batters. He, he's not in the top two for me. I, th I think it's Martinez, then Harvey, and then I think McCullers uh, is a pretty distant third. I think he will have some ownership. I think he's a great pivot for tournaments. And for those that like to live on the edge, you can definitely roster him in cash. Uh, let's move on to catchers. Uh, this is a fucking joke. Really, Buster Posey on DraftKings is priced at $3,700. Uh, the guy fucking crushes lefties. Uh, he's my favorite play there. And he's firmly in play on FanDuel uh, at $3,400, uh, given the pitcher value uh, on the slate on FanDuel. Uh, Wilson Contreras... He just bombed in garbage time, nonetheless, but he did hit a bomb today. Uh, his matchup versus Reed is a really nice one, and I really love him at Fandle at 2,900. He's probably my favorite uh, play at catcher there. 3,600 on DraftKings. I think I'd rather just pay the $100 and go to Posey. Uh, I think that's the right play. Uh, as far as tournaments, I think Brian McCann, uh, he's swinging kind of a hot bat, and he's a lot better versus righties than lefties. Shields despite having two decent starts, uh, is really volatile and can give up bombs. So I'm hesitant to pay the price tag for him on, on either side. He's 4600 on DraftKings. He's 3700 on FanDuel. So I think he's just a strict GPP play. I don't think I want to spend my salary cap on Brian McCann, uh, despite the you know his ability to bomb against Shields. Uh, if you're looking to punt this position right now, uh, the best value that I see is Yadier Molina. Um, he's hitting 357 versus John Neese and 28 at bats, and he has a home run. So uh, he's priced way down on both sides. You can also look at Evan Gaddis uh, for some inexpensive uh, pop in your lineup and definitely as a GBP option. Uh, first base, David Ortiz, he's the clear top option. It's not even close. Uh, he's facing Nick Martinez. If you can afford David Ortiz, you should play David Ortiz. Uh, it's easier to fit him in on DraftKings than FanDuel, but, but he's a definite priority for me, uh, despite the other two values. I think I may fade him on FanDuel, and I'll get to that in just a second when I talk about my third first baseman here. Uh, Rizzo comes in at number two. He isn't a guy that you have to avoid just because he's facing a lefty. Uh, he's capable of hitting a pitcher regardless of their handedness, and, and that's something to remember when you roster Rizzo. His price is low on both sides compared to Poppy, and, and I think he's a great pivot if you just run out of salary cap and you want to get a top-tier bat there but you can't afford Ortiz. Uh, I think Rizzo is a really nice option. Joey Votto. Um, this is a Fandle-specific play. Uh, he's the premier play on Fandle. He's only 2,700. He's facing Hendricks, and in six at-bats against Hendricks, he has two bombs. Uh, it's a lefty-righty matchup for him. I really like this. You know, it, He should hit top three in the order like he always does. Uh, Teixeira and Abreu are, are guys to look at uh, for value on DraftKings. But on DraftKings, I recommend just paying for Poppy. Uh, I think he's worth the price tag. I, I think he's one of the more reliable guys that you're going to find on the site. Uh, second base, Jose Altuve is only 3,800 on FanDuel. That's a fucking joke. 
If you can fit Altuve on Fanduel, I think he's one of the top plays. He's he's facing Wade Miley, so I'm not really scared of that. He's still my top overall second base projection on DraftKings, but the price tag isn't necessarily easy to squeeze into your roster at 5,600. So we're going to look at these two other guys and kind of go from there. Jed Lowry grades out as the best value on both sides. Um, he's facing Nolasco. Doesn't scare me at all. Uh, he could have a great game. He's been hitting really well. He's been a great piece for the athletics lately. Um, best value on both sides, period at second base. And if you can't fit Altuve, especially on DraftKings, uh, I think you should drop down to Lowry and feel really good about it. Uh, Zilberst is facing a really shitty pitcher in Reed. He's a really nice mid-tier play on DraftKings if you can't fit Altuve and if you don't want to drop down to Lowry. Uh, again, roster construction is going to be key. On FanDuel, there is some really good values if you can't afford Altuve. Uh, Devin Travis and Phil Gosselin uh, obviously, you know, as long as they get good spots in the lineup, are really good plays on FanDuel, and their prices are really depressed. At shortstop, it, it, every day it seems to begin and end with Xander Bogarts. Uh, he's always the best rated in my model, uh, but he hasn't eclipsed double-digit fantasy points in two weeks. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm likely going to take a wait-and-see approach uh, until he breaks out of this funk. I won't touch him in cash. I just can't do it. I know Nick Martinez sucks. I know his price is down because he hasn't been performing. This is a great time to buy low on Xander. I'm not going to deny that. You know, I think he's a good play. I think he's definitely someone you want to consider. But you know, he just he hasn't done anything for me. I've rostered him for two weeks, uh, almost every day, and he just doesn't produce. And until he comes out of this slump, I don't think I'm going to keep spending a decent amount at shortstop. I think I'd rather pay up at a position like outfielder, first base, and just save the money here. Uh, Nunez comes in at number two, but he's always overpriced. Um, he, he's really consistent, you know, so I don't really mind paying for him. But I'm probably going to look, like I said, for value at this position. Uh, Tim Anderson is the top value play. Uh on DraftKings. It's not even close. He has a platoon matchup versus Sabathia. Uh, Baez is probably the guy that I would go with on FanDuel in this position. I believe Baez is 2,500, um, which is cheaper than Anderson, and he's in you know even a better spot to hit a bomb. So uh, Baez on FanDuel, Anderson on DraftKings thus far. Something else could open up. It usually does, um, and that's just something you guys are going to have to keep an eye on. Third base, Chris Bryant, it, it, he's the top play at third base. It's, it's not even close. Um, there's nobody really near him. Um, he's easier to fit on DraftKings just due to pricing structure. FanDuel, it's going to be tough to fit him. On FanDuel, Adrian Beltre is my favorite third base play. He has a great history versus uh, Purcello. It's a great park shift going to Fenway. And Purcello hasn't really been that special lately. If you're looking to save uh, on FanDuel at a thin position, I think Beltre is the direction that you want to go. He's affordable on DraftKings, and he's in a good spot. So if you can't fit Bryant, or if you want to play Bryant in the outfield, Beltre is a nice play at third base there. Uh, Todd Frazier is more of a tournament target, and uh, it's really only on FanDuel. It's kind of like a, a price-specific uh, thing that you can look at at third base. Uh, moving on to the outfield, and I'm trying to make these a little shorter than I usually do, so if I'm talking too fast... Uh, shoot me a tweet or something. Let me know. Uh, without y'all's feedback, I, I really can't make improvements to the podcast. But uh, in the outfield, Mookie Betts, um, you know, as you can tell by the fucking title, uh, place your bets. Betts is the man. Uh, he's the guy that I want to pay up for. He's at 4K uh, on FanDuel. He's rather expensive on DraftKings. 
but he's definitely worth the price tag. If you're paying up for one guy, uh, it's hard not to like Mookie. I, I think Poppy's probably right there with him. Uh, but those two guys have really great floors. They have really high ceilings. I, I know Mookie hasn't you know, really hit for power lately, but he's still a viable option on a team with a monster run total uh, against a shitty pitcher. And he's easier to fit on DraftKings, again, just like anybody else because of the way that they structure their pricing. Um, but if you're if you want to build around one guy, I, I think Mookie Betts is the guy you want to build around. Uh, Josh Reddick, he's only 3K on Fanduel. He has the platoon advantage versus Nolasco. You might as well just lock this guy in. Uh, there's no reason not to play Reddick. Uh, I love him at 4,200 on DraftKings. That's really reasonable too. He's in the top five plays at this position. Mookie, by the way, is my number one overall bat uh, as far as projected points tomorrow. Um, Shinsuchu, don't fade this guy on DraftKings. Just don't do it. Uh, 3600 Are you fucking kidding me? Um, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why they're keeping this guy this cheap, but I really don't give a shit because I love rostering him, and for some reason he's always under-owned. <clears throat> he has a platoon advantage over Porcello. He has a decent history versus Porcello. The guy's been an absolute fucking monster uh, since coming back. If you look at his fucking game logs, the guy gets double-digit points almost every fucking day. There's no reason to fade him at 3600 on DraftKings. He's like 3800 on FanDuel. I probably won't play him there because of the other values. Uh, Miguel Sano is really the reason. Miguel Sano is 2800 on FanDuel against Graveman. That's a no-brainer. Sano and Redick, you might as well just lock him in on FanDuel. Everybody's going to have him. They should be fucking 80% owned. I know they won't be because there's a bunch of idiots out there, uh, but they should be. Other outfielders that you can look at, Mike Trout's been on a tear. Um, he did have a down game today <clears throat> by his standards, um, but I really like him. I, I think he's one of those guys that you can play at any time and, and be happy with it. Uh, Matt Holliday's a great value uh, on both sides. I really like what he brings to the table. Um, and Jason Hayward, despite facing a lefty, uh, is one of my favorite values on DraftKings, and that's definitely a direction that you can look at. That's pretty much it. I made it quick. I really did do a lot of fucking research to come up with this. <clears throat> I just tried to spend a lot more time talking to you guys about starting pitching and the reasons why I like those two guys because I really think it's going um, it's gonna to set you up for success tomorrow. Uh, I've really been nailing pitching lately. Uh, today on Fandle was, was kind of a, a bust, but everybody fucking busted. Um, at least I picked a cheap bust. We just didn't have a lot of bats come through. DraftKings has won four in a row now. Uh, for those that want to subscribe, MLBDailyFantasyPicks.com is the website. Uh, we're down for maintenance for the next day or two, uh, but shoot me a tweet and, and we can work something out to get you lineups in the meantime. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, I don't have much else. Uh, really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, really appreciate all the subscribers that have stuck with me uh, through MLB season. And uh, PGA, by the way, just want to give a shout out to PGA. I'm 13-2. and two. 13 and fucking 2 on PGA this season. If you're not subscribed to PGA, you're costing yourself money. You really, I, I've got guys betting 30% of their bankroll on PGA with confidence and doubling up every week. Um, there wasn't even a cut this week. We still fucking dominated. So uh, that's pretty much it. If you enjoy it, like it, share it, uh, get the word out, and uh, moving forward, after this week, it's going to be for subscribers only. <clears throat> On top of that, you're getting lineups. So not only do you get my lineup, you get all my advice so you can build some of your own uh, tournament lineups, cash lineups, whatever you want to do with it. Um, 
I'm laid back. I'm chill. I talk to everybody uh, in the Slack app, which is how it, me and my subscribers communicate. Uh, it's a really cool atmosphere, a cool community, uh, and something that I stay on all day long so I can answer everybody's fucking questions. Um, that's pretty much it. And uh, happy 4th to everyone. Enjoy it, and uh, be safe out there. I hit the highway, making money don't fly away, but there's got to be a better way, a better way, a better way, yeah. Peace out, motherfuckers.